podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. All right, welcome to High School Hoops. Hi, everybody. The middle of September. Coach and I have a little hair, even though school has started. Um, Deep breath. This dress is back. Anyway, uh, before we dive into um, High School Hoops and part two of our Building a Basketball program, I'd like to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. We own three of them. Um, I have very few sponsors. Um the, uh, the only ones I have are the ones I truly believe in, and uh, Dr. Dish is one of them. Great people over there. Uh, mentioned High School Hoops, Coach Unplugged, Coach Steger, Moon Landings. I don't know. Mentioned something with me, how Coach Collins always wears a baseball hat in his podcast, and they'll give you $350 off, which is the best deal out there. You will not find better than $350. Bucks. Also, um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better if there are a lot of really cool stuff coming, a lot of clinics going up, a lot of you want to get on the mailing list, you want to join, you want to find out about all the cool stuff Coach Collins is doing. Um, I am a little freaked out that I don't have as much time as I did for 16 months in the pandemic. Maybe I need to retire, but I'm always here to help. <laughs> I, I have a rule. If you email me, text me, whatever, from a teachhoops.com member, I respond to you before I go to bed. That's my, then usually it's faster than that, but I never go to bed with a teachhoops.com member waiting to hear from me ever. Um, so if you're looking for a mentor, you're looking for help, nothing else like it out there, go over and check it out. I think you'll love it. All right. So coach, Hey, I forgot to tell you too. This is us. We, we, we don't edit. We just, cause Joey, Jake and I are like, except move your mic away from your mouth. Does it move outward a little bit? Why? It was a little... I was in, in in last week, it was a little loud when I was going and doing the editing. Okay. So now it sounds better. It sounds better right. now. Yeah, yeah. If it gets, he's wearing a headset. I'm I'm on my I'm in my studio on a mic, so it's a little different. When I think Coach gets like me, and he starts moving, and then, and then his headset moves too because he gets like he gets moving and it, anyway, that's the audio. I mean, that's why I have the headphones on because I can hear him. Um, but anyway, I forgot to tell him that. And I did the editing midweek and anyway. Um, but I thought about it when I saw your headset. Uh, all right. So building a basketball program. Um, <laughs> number, the next one on our list is funny. Uh, I'm going to tell a story about the next one. Um, it says, don't be, don't be afraid to advance young players um, for several reasons. First of all, you'll take lumps early because the best thing about a sophomore is you become a junior. Um, but I'll tell you a story about uh, a, a, a boy named Wesley who was a freshman in high school who I left on the sophomore team. And they went undefeated. They had a lot of success, which our program maybe hadn't. Um, and then um, uh, I didn't move him up. I left him with that group as a freshman. So freshman and he was him and. I think it was one of his friends, Corey, I think were the two that I moved up and um, they were on the sophomore team. Didn't move up. Like I said, they had a very successful season. 
Uh, I moved him up maybe with four games left in the season because we had some injuries and I felt like I needed it. And he did a really good job. I've told the story about Wesley coming up to me and saying, coach, what do I need to do to make the team better? This is from a 14 year old. Like, seriously, like you're worried. He's not like, he's worried about how he can help us. Anyway, um, in retrospect, I probably should have moved him up. Um, from that point on, if I've had someone that I think is good enough to play with me, they're on my team. Um, like you don't, you don't wait to pull up the guy from triple a, to um you don't pull, wait to pull up the guy from AAA to the major leagues uh <laughs> at all you pull them up right right away when they're ready so um i i believe if they think they're if you think they're in their top 7 you move them up you think if they're going to play you move them up and when um, you say play can you be more specific in the percentage i think it's important too it is cuz you're not going to move up a sophomore or a freshman to JV or varsity, if they're going to play ten percent of the game or twenty five percent, no, yeah, yeah they got it. It's got to be, and I don't want to necessarily put a percent on it, but I definitely want to be substantial. They're going to be a contributor. Okay, like we, I will miss them if they are gone. Like, <laughs> you know, if if Wesley, you know, when Wesley was a senior and he didn't play, I missed him. Like, I want, I want it to be enough that we have to maybe adjust what we're doing and he's a big enough integral or she is big enough integral part of what we're doing um, that it's substantial to our program. That's it. If not, leave them, let them have some success. Um, But you will take lumps. You will take phone calls. You will take like seniors, parents assume their seniors are going to get to play rather than a sophomore who's better. Um, Because think about when you, when you go up in the youth, what are you doing? You're, you know, you're playing with that one age level Maybe you're playing up an age level, but that's who you're playing with. So what's your thought on that, Coach? I've, I've made the mistake of coming into a program and trying to build it in numbers and keeping teams together to have success. And I will tell you that was the worst decision that I ever made. And so I think um, as as somebody that's done it for a long time, you learned about what was the things that you did that was smart and the things that you didn't do that was smart. And I would say that, you know, by the time I got done coaching high school, I was to a point where I desperately needed a point guard and the best option was a freshman. And so I brought him up as a freshman. He did a great job. And I look back the four or five years before that and allowing teams to just be successful at the JV level or the freshman level. And that was stupid. Yeah, I was limited. I, I was limited. It was limiting that player, um, and and I think it also gave some of those kids that were not as good as those players a false reality that they were going to be on the varsity and they were going to be contributors and so forth. And you yeah, have so to really invest. You got to really invest. If you know that those players, when it comes down to it, it, it's not about those teams. It's really about putting those players in the best position to grow your program. And yeah, it, no one's going to remember if you won a JV conference title. Nobody's going to remember that you were 22 and one at the JV two level. And that's one of the biggest regrets that I made. And so someone just compassionately to let other coaches know, really, really focus on what's best to make that player better and make you better. And you're going to deal with problems with parents. Yep. You and are. It's what, it's what we talked about last week, coach too, with, with making each player better. Like if I've got a talented, and so again, you've heard me say it. I, you and I run talented and gifted programs for basketball players. If I have a kid in that's taking that's so good as a seventh grader, they can take geometry. They should take geometry because I'm putting them at the proper level that they're at. 
It's the exact same thing you want to do um, at at uh, at the youth level is or at the high school level is you want to be able to make them play at that appropriate level. Okay, you want to be able to let them, um, you know, if they're good enough. I mean, I don't care. I would. I, I've told kids I would move up a sixth grader if they let me if he's good enough because. Why wouldn't I have him take calculus if he's, I mean, if he's Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, you don't want to leave him in third grade math when he's, you know, (laughs) anybody watches Big Bang Theory. But if you're that smart, why wouldn't you? It's the same in in, in our classroom, which is the basketball classroom. I think you have to. So I think for like those young coaches are coming into programs like, oh man, this kid's really good, but I should keep him here and work on this whole group together. That whole group, and I think about it now is like, you take away that piece then that allows another player to step up and get better. And I made that mistake. I made that mistake. Don't do that. If that player is ready, go and do it. And again, (laughs) I'm not going to, you know, go and apologize to every kid, you know, that I did that to, or a couple kids and they ended up having really good high school careers. And one of them ended actually been, had a thousand points and and so forth. And he ended up being a great player for me. Um, But I, I, I regret that. I really regret not doing that right away because once you start doing that that's the culture of your program you know people are going to know that all right this is not uncommon every four to five years to have one or two sophomores or even a freshman on varsity because it happens all over the country and so you just have to understand it's not about the group you really got to do what it's about the program it's about the program and it's about that player because if you're making the decision for the program that means you're making the best decision for the player because you're going to put that player at what's best interest for that program. And so you can't think about the team. You can't think about those 15, 16 individuals. You got to think about, all right, Memorial basketball. This kid is the one of the top seven players as a freshman. That's going to tee off a couple seniors. Oh, well, it's not oh, the well. best interest for the kid in that program. Yep. And the thing is, it's, is the water rises, the boat rises. And as, as that kid gets better, trust me, they're, they're, they're teenage boys and girls. They're gonna they're gonna get more competitive and their game is going to rise. Don't you think when you start to establish that younger players see the opportunity that that could happen to them? I just had a conversation with a young lady yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, I got this girl that was on my team for three years, and now she's playing on the U18 team, and I bet you she's gonna start as a, a varsity player." I'm like, "You could be that type of caliber. You should have saw her mind switch. What and what her what she was as practice when people can see that possibility happen." They're going for it because they They're know that can happen. They really do. Yeah, and you and you as a coach, like we're making a little bit of generalization, but like I've had guys you just know too. It's how they walk. It's the swagger. They can handle it. They've got like – they're going to be able to be in that locker room. They're going to be able to handle the things that go on in that locker room. Um, and again, every don't give them a choice either. That's one of the choices I made. One of the mistakes I made early, like I sat them down and asked, I go, no, if you're smart enough to be in calculus, I'm moving you to calculus. You don't have a choice about it. I'm not leaving you in algebra so you can coast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So I made early in my career, made the choice of sitting to the parents and the, and the student and, or the player and said, yeah. what do you want to do? And he chose to stay down. And it's like, what? Cause I can't rationalize that. I would have killed to move up. And, and that, you know, that correlation never, never really happened. Um, all right. So the next one is, which is, which is the whole basis of teach hoops, which is the whole basis of my basketball program. And if you, if you know anything, I talked to a coach yesterday about read and react. I love Rick. He's got 87,000 layers to his offense. Everything should be simple. I can, and I'm, and for those of you that are watching YouTube, I can put my entire offense and my entire defense on a three by five. This is a little bit bigger than a three by five on a three by five card. And now I don't know if it's just me, but we, their attention span, they can't remember 85 things. Now they can't. So you have to keep it simple. If you don't, don't impress them with your knowledge, because I know, you know, a lot, and I know, you know, hoops don't, that doesn't, that doesn't correlate to wins. That doesn't correlate to a better team. Them knowing it does. And the, the easier and the simpler you keep it, the easier your, it is going to be for your basketball program to be successful. I, I am a thousand percent behind that. There's studies behind it. There's stuff coming out in teach hoops. There's stuff coming out that I'm sharing all over the world. Um, that basically three, that it should be the power of three is huge. Um, your brain has a harder time remembering more than three things. Um, and the next time you get a little pin on your phone and you have to put it into the website, <laughs> if you have a 12 digit number and you can remember it all in the first go at good for you. Um, but most people remember things in chunks and that's the same thing with offenses and defenses. That's how you want to deep dive into that. Um, I early in my career made things too complicated. Uh, I think, uh, you know, mid but don't you think if you make things too complicated, you tend to eliminate things that need to be always worked in practice, shooting, things like that. And then when it comes down, why can't we make free throws? Why can't we make big shots? If you think make things too complicated, those things that really, those other things that are able to maximize possessions, you know, why aren't we rebounding well enough? Well, we're spending too much time setting this double stagger screen in our, our continuity offense, blah, blah, blah. And we make it so complex. We, we eliminate those opportunities for skill development and other things that you need to work on. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why if you make it too complex, your, your practices are just, it's, it's like you, uh, like you have like over, you just, ex you mentally exhaust these kids. Yes. It's a, it's, it's, it's brain diarrhea, basically. It's yeah. like they can't handle it. They can't handle it. And you have to keep, you have to keep it simple for them. I'm just telling you from an old fart. I was talking to a, another coach a, a week ago. I said, trust me, I feel like I know less now than more. Like, and I think I'm a, I, I I've learned a lot, especially in the last 16 months, but I got to, it doesn't matter what I know. <laughs> I got to keep it simple enough that they know it, that they can do these three things and that goes and, into yeah cool. and i think that when you have it simple when you create 2v2 drills and 3v3 drills it's easier to construct as a coach too and to really break it down for them you know and then i i think last week i talked about this idea of able to have a defense and an offense that's adaptive so if you keep it simple and you have some layers in those things instead of taking this, 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 and this, well, let's do this. And how can we tweak that piece? And how can we tweak that piece and keeping it simple? You can make those adjustments. 
You know, how are we going to face guy like a layer is if you're running pack line man to man defense, let's just talk about how, how do we adjust our pack line when we're face guarding a player? Okay. Right. That's, that is much easier for a team to adjust and say, all right, now we're going to force baseline this team and we're going to do trapple. I mean, it, it, you know what I mean? If you right, make right. it too complicated, you know, but if you could build on something that is going to be the foundation for offense and the defense, it becomes much easier for kids to understand. I agree. And then, and so again, part the, the last part, so we broke them up into two parts of kind of three things um, to building a program. And, and again, this is something I have done. I think I've done a pretty good job over the last 16 months during COVID, but it's a, a, it basically educate yourself, become the best coach you can. Um, I can tell you uh, that early it was too much. I was over-educating myself, if you can actually believe that, um, because there is so much information out there. There is so many people. Like, if I said X, then another person's going to say Y. <laughs> um, and then if I say A and or 1, another person's going to say 2, because that's just the way it um, it is out there. Um, and And... and Educating yourself will help you with the fundamentals, will help you with keeping things simple, will help you with all of those things. Again, not a commercial for teachhoops.com. It is a great resource because you got, hopefully you got me. Um, but it, it's really important, no matter what it is for you as a coach, no matter what you're doing to better yourself. Um, and again, to be honest with you, I can only help you so much. Like, unless we're on a one-on-one -on -one call like Jake and I are right now, you know, T-Troops is great, and all these other resources out there are great. But the self-motivation has to be there from you as the coach, that you want to educate yourself. It's kind of like, you know, getting that uh, exercise bike. Great. The purchase is great, but are you going to get on it? It's the same thing with, you know, T-Troops or all these other things. Are you going to do it? I'm I'm under the I'm under the assumption that I'm not going to hound you. Now I am going to be doing a mastermind probably in the spring. I'm doing it with a couple um, coaches right now, and we're deep diving into their program, and I'm going to help them through the, throughout throughout their season, um, kind of as a beta as a beta launch. Um, but we'll be doing some stuff like that in the spring. But again, that small that small groups that small sets. So the motivation. And how to how to do that and how to do all those things we talked about last week and this week falls on you as the coach. How how are you going to deep dive? How are you going to educate yourself? So if you're coach. listening to the if you're listening to this or watching this, you're already doing something. Now the deep dive is how can I do it better? Like I'm like already freaking out because we did some of this stuff over COVID. Now I got to do the deep dive in the next couple months before the season starts about X, Y, Z, blah, 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 all those kind of things. Go ahead, coach. You were going to say. Something. So when I, when you guys are listening, um, coaches on here, educate yourself to be the best coach. I think one thing that people forget is that it's not always about X's and O's and educating yourself, okay? I will tell you, that's where I think coaches overload, okay? But, like, I'm just reading this awesome book, and it's an old book. It's called Catch Them Being Good, Everything You Know to Be a Successful Coach, Coaching Girls. So I coach girls soccer, and I coach basketball, too. But um, this was this came from the coach, um, Tony DiCocco. I don't, I don't know how to say his name. I'll have to verify it. But Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony, but Coach Tony, um, 
who was the head girls coach at the won the World Cup. And this book is all about how how to get the best out of your players. So right. and it's about catching them being good. So it's all the emphasis of how you can use positive messaging with players to get them to play well. But like I think when I read the, books, the book again, I'm gonna put it in, in my list. Catch them being list. good. Um, I, I, I mean, I think this is even a great basketball, uh, a, a coach or basketball, even if it says it's aiming towards girls, I think there's a, I mean, there is a difference between how you coach each gender. You may think differently and that's, that's your key in it, but, um, there's just so much good things that you can pick up when even reading about different other sports about like, uh, I really liked about, um, this idea of less is more or just things like that, where, you have to evaluate what am I doing to catch my players doing something positive? What am I doing to teach them how to play hard? What am I doing, you know, and how, what am I doing to build team chemistry? You know, um, how am I getting them to use team talk and practice icebreakers, all kinds of things like that. It really is when you're talking about developing yourself as the best coach you can be is really is, is how are you, are you learning how to understand working with kids, you know, and how you do it. And because, I'm telling you it's, right now, I've met some great X and O coaches. They aren't great coaches. Right. This is the one in the, in the night they said here is it is not to, the wave of coaching. You said this before, too, is it is not the Bobby Knight anymore. OK, it's a completely different it's era. Awesome. OK, it it's it's the Brad Stevens. It's the it's uh, even I, I look at even a guy that was really good at that would be Phil Jackson from the uh, from the Chicago Bulls and the Lakers and how he was able to be adapted to multiple players. The John Woodens of the world. I mean, right. and John Wooden is so, so old school, but he was so about developing those relationships and understanding his players. So taking that time to really dive deep into all the other things that become part of you as a coach is going to make your program super strong. And so I don't want you to all go to 500 access and old clinics and not forget about the importance of understanding your players and who they are as individuals. I think, I think that's a perfect place to end coach because that, if you're going to build a program, you got to build a community and a team. All right. Until next week, coach. Sports Social Podcast Network.